It could spell trouble when this stream gets wavy. That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. A massive heat dome has been forecast to settle over the U.S. during the last week of July and into August. And while it's not expected to be as extreme as the last one, which mostly affected the Pacific Northwest, it will likely extend from coast to coast. The predicted high temperatures join a list of recent extreme weather events, such as flooding in Germany and China, as well as wildfires in North America and Russia. Climate change is intensifying rain and heat, but the jet stream is also a factor, and the link between those two is not yet completely clear. Jet streams are narrow bands of strong wind in the upper atmosphere that blow from west to east. When the one over the U.S. and Canada becomes wavy with large omega-shaped curves, meteorologists worry. Those waves can lead to warmer air traveling farther north and cold air moving south. A wavy jet stream can weaken winds that otherwise push out dangerous weather like heavy rains or heat domes. When the waviness coincides with heat, drought, or rainfall that has been intensified by climate change, the result can be catastrophic. The jet stream is getting slower and more wavy, particularly in summer, and as the Financial Times reports, when it becomes slow and wobbly, high-pressure and low-pressure systems grow and get stuck in place, leading to heat waves in some regions and flooding in others. Climate scientist Michael Mann of Penn State University told the Associated Press that science has shown climate change is making the pattern of a stuck summer jet stream more common. Each year, millions of tons of microplastics end up in the ocean from, among other things, washing clothes, personal care products, discarded bottles, or plastic trash that break down. But there might be a new weapon to rid the seas of the waste. Scientists at the Plymouth Marine Laboratory found that blue mussels can turn the tiny plastic particles into feces pellets that then float to the water's surface where they're much easier to collect and remove. A mussel bed covering one square meter can filter about 150,000 liters of water a day. And if placed near estuaries, harbors, or the mouths of rivers, they could take out 25% of the microplastics. The scientists say the mussels aren't harmed when they filter the plastic waste. Smartphones are ubiquitous. We spend much of our day tapping, pinching, swiping, and scrolling to get the information we need. And now researchers at the University of Cambridge want to add another piece of useful data we could grab from our devices, detecting water contamination. Smartphones have a grid of electrodes below the glass. Because human skin carries an electrical charge, touching a display completes a circuit that tells the device where on the screen fingertips are active. Using the same grid, researchers were able to identify common contaminants dissolved in soil or drinking water by dropping liquid samples on screens and measuring their electrical charge. The scientists say, in theory, one could add a drop of water to a phone to make sure that it's safe. One potential application could be to detect arsenic in drinking water, which is a serious health hazard in parts of the world without treatment plants. The researchers hope to further develop the sensors to detect a wide range of molecules, which could lead to a host of healthcare tools accessible to everyone. And finally, at the Tokyo Summer Games, 
surfing is making its debut as an Olympic sport. And as luck would have it, tropical storm Napartak is developing in the Philippine Sea and could bring some epic waves to Japan's shores. This was no surprise to organizers. Summer is typhoon season, and while the storm is not expected to get to hurricane strength, surfers are saying, bring it. As the online site Thrillist reports, when the International Olympic Committee announced surfing's addition, it wasn't clear whether the event would take place in a wave pool or at a beach. While a pool would make for an even playing field, having the event in the ocean relies on an athlete's ability to read the waves. Years before the games began, officials worked with Surfline.com, which provides global wave and ocean forecasts to determine if surfing was even possible at the Tokyo Games. The company analyzed 35 years of weather and ocean data to identify Surigasaki Beach as the best possible spot, even though it isn't known for big breaks. But the approaching storm could change that, and given that conditions can vary daily, the event has over a week to wedge in four days of competition based on wave heights, direction, and wind strength. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. That's it for this week in water. Hang loose and we'll catch you next time. Don't be afraid to try the greatest.